Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 766, live from the NCAA Floor Edition, Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. My webcam, we discovered about four minutes ago, may have a slight crack in it, and it looks like there's some stripes but that's okay it's it's too good of a day it's too good of a show to be deterred by things like that and i'm joined today by none other than shane sparks who's also in detroit just not here and jd raider will be here soon what's up boys good morning guys how we doing today we are what 26 hours and 28 minutes away i think from first whistle wow that is uh my current calculations yes that is correct 26 28 we'll be on uh Man, it's the noon start tomorrow will be nice. Cannot wait. We got pigtails and we get right into it. Uh, the arena is really nice. I'm here watching some teams warm up. We've got here. I'll give a quick roll call and we can get into the into the thing. Cornell just rolled up. Uh, Northwestern, Maryland, Navy, UNI, Buffalo, Ohio's here. Probably some other teams I'm missing, but right now, first glance. So some crews starting to get in here, get some weight off, get a workout in. Um, it's exciting to just watch the teams and see how the guys are looking right before the right before the tournament gets going. Um, that arena is spectacular. I was there a little bit uh, yesterday. That jumbotron in that arena is insane. If, if they just cut it on Shane right before the show, and it is it is absolutely enormous. I thought you were going to say you you caught like a uh, an Eagles concert here back in uh, in the <laughs> summer or something. I was no, ready for you to no. say that. But I, I love this area because you have uh, Little Caesars Arena, Comerica Park, and Ford Field are literally within a quarter mile of each other. I mean, it's all right there. I guess they're trying to kind of revitalize that area of Detroit. But uh, that arena is – Little Caesars Arena is fantastic. It's, it's a great place to have this tournament. Yes, yes. And what a fine, what a fine pizza establishment, Little Caesars. So we had How does Little Caesars – here's a real quick question, Christian. This is a little, a little out there, and then we'll get on track. But I love Little Caesars, five, you know, five, six bucks, whatever it is. I'm, I'm embarrassed I'm to say, you, you know, when I have my kids a couple of days a week, it's the easy way out. You know, why, why cook? We can go to Little Caesars for five bucks. It just makes sense. But you got to, you got to build a lot of, you got to sell a lot of pizza to have a, a, an arena like that, right? I mean, like naming rights can't be cheap. Like you must sell a ton of pizzas because the, the, the margins can't be that big, right? They're slinging some serious pies is what I make of it. I mean, you think about – they're literally everywhere, um, all over the place, not just Detroit. In Virginia, I, we fell into that uh, – we used to 
get little Caesars all the time. We don't as much anymore, but yeah, it's a great, great option. Kids like it. It's good pizza. It's, it's very slept on. The snobs will, the snobs will say what they say, Shane, but at the end of the day, it's how we feel about it. And little Caesars is pretty good. And I guess they're doing pretty well. Yeah. They, got, they have a beautiful arena. It is a great arena. Yes. It's going to be awesome. Um, I don't even want to know what JD thinks about pizza because I I know it's just gonna, just I know it's just going to be you know who knows what he's, he's a big Casey's guy and I feel like Casey's comes into Little Caesars lane a little bit and I'd kinda, agree yeah so this could be this could be a little close to home for it's, for JD it's it's kind of like one of these things in Chicago with hot dogs they don't put ketchup on their hot dogs it's like illegal. Yeah. And I think that in the, in the state of Iowa, like Little <laughs> Caesars is not welcome there. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of the same deal. <laughs> Ain't welcome around these parts. <laughs> I will say they do undercut Casey's on their, on their prices. So they got that going for them. And yeah, the hot and ready is, is just the best deal in town. Okay. We have an idea. Um, this is fun. This is one of our questions we get a lot of, especially in the leadership states. Who are your dark horses? Who are your sleepers? Who's going to make a run? Who could do it? Who could... And so it's like, okay, well, we kind of have these sort of uh, mapped out in our heads as is. So why don't we just kind of take the show and let's go through the weights and talk about the guys we think could make a run. Talk about uh, the dark horses, the sleepers, who's maybe um, poised to be that bracket buster. It's something we see every year. We know what's going to happen. The the predicting or attempting to predict is the fun part and also the hard part. So, um, yeah, I queued you guys up yesterday. I want to talk about this. So I'm curious for you guys to go. I have some names at 125 if we want to start there. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll kind of kick it to you guys, see where you want to go. I, I've got quite a few names I'm ready to Before talk about. Before we get into this, I want to plug something. Uh, I'm Please finishing plug. it up right now, actually. It'll be on the site right after this. But uh, looking at data from the past 20 years of which uh, lower seeds make it to the finals. Some pretty interesting data so go check that out nice nice plug there i thought you were gonna say you were you're about to publish your your dark horses and sleepers articles but you're waiting for us to actually do this show to get the dark horses <laughs> and sleepers that would be the classic jd work work smarter not harder situation it would be i think that article i did not write it but i believe it's already on the site written yeah, by somebody I think, I think so too i think so too okay um so 125 why don't we just kind of do, do a round table give a name um and then uh, maybe some others. So, Shane, who's someone that sticks out for you at, at 125? Man, <clears throat> I, I think 125 is I, – I think that's one of the brackets where, where there could be some chaos. Yes. I'm trying to pull the brackets up here to see what his path is. But I, I'll give you a guy. It's, it's not as much as a prediction because I got I to gotta pull these brackets up. I don't know what his path is exactly. But I'm waiting for a guy like Malik Heinzelman to turn the corner. That's a, that's a guy that I'm – I'm waiting for him to uh, to take that next step. I, I think it's time. He's been he's been getting a lot better. He's put some size on the last couple of years, and uh, that's that's a guy, Malik Heinzelman. For so me. Malik Heinzelman's got the twelve. I actually simultaneously agree and disagree because on the one hand, I'm I'm with you as far as ability for sure. I think his draw is just is really tough. He's got he's got my the guy I'm going to say Taylor Lamont. 21 yeah in the yep, first that's round another good one i mean lamont is is um yeah he looks he hasn't looked his best but it's one of those guys i mean when you're looking for dark horses sleepers you're looking for someone whose season hasn't matched up with their known ability or our the predicted ability whatever you want to call it and and taylor lamont 21 is not requisite of his best case scenario um 
And so Heinzelman or Lamont winner will get the cart, will get Killian Cardinal very next round. I think Killian is one of the most underrated slept on guys in the country. Wow. Um, this guy is really, really good. He won a tough big 12, really no problems. Uh, and then if you get past Killian, which I don't think is going to happen for either of our guys, Lamont or Heinzelman, then you got Brandon Courtney looking at, it. but at the same time, it's like, that's not the, for a, there's a four or five that has Heidley and Kimmer. Right. So as far as like brutal four fives to, to, to bust up, this isn't the toughest one, but it is still, it, it's still a, a more difficult path. And not to mention also in this quarter is a guy that probably a lot of people are going to say the 13 seed Drake Ayala. I mean, yeah. he's, got, he's got Gutierrez round one. That's not a, not a, he's no joke. And then Courtney right out the gate and then probably Cardinal. So that quarter is, is very, there could be some chaos here. This is a quarter to watch because as good as Courtney has been, he's in state finals, as good as killing Cardinal has shown he's been this year. They, they have not shown that they are just above being beaten in, in these kind of matches, especially killing killing took a lot. Uh, I'm sure JD lost got to Terrakina, yes, that's who it was. He lost to Terrakina this year. Yep. Um, Courtney doesn't have a loss like that. You know, last year, Courtney's only loss was to Spencer Lee, and his only loss this year is to Patrick Glory. So he's been very, very consistent guy. But, um, but yeah. Uh, let JD. me ask you guys this question. Yeah. I mean, let me ask you this. Does Courtney make the, uh, does Courtney make the semis? I have Cardinal beating him in, in the quarters. Ooh, I have Courtney make beating Cardinal in the quarters, but I think that's yeah, that, close. That's going to be yeah. a great. That's going to be a great match on on Friday morning. Gosh, this 100%. stuff is so. When you go through these brackets, oh nuts! I, I would say this. I was thinking about this earlier this week. To win it, to win a Division One NCAA wrestling title, you could say it's impossible, and by definition, that's inaccurate but it's close enough to say it and get away with it. It's pretty much impossible to win one of these things. It's really tough. Uh, if you look at uh, another guy, when you want to talk about someone whose uh, seed and record doesn't match up with their known ability, Sam Latona for me. Out of I just don't like his path. 12 and 7. Well, There's not a lot of paths to really fall in love with at this weight because you've got – you either – the path to the semis either goes through – Suriano, Vito, or Glory, or you have to go through the four-five quarter of chaos, which is he's got to beat. He's got Schroeder in the first round. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he. I don't know who. I, I mean, Devin Schroeder. I'm really curious about Devin Schroeder too, because like him and a lot of these guys, they got you know they're in sixth, seventh year, whatever it might be. Like, how bad do you want to be here? I mean, that to me is another big question. With and I have no idea. But how bad do you want to be here? And if you lose in the first round, how bad? Not not how bad do you want to be here? I'm, yeah. I'm just really curious to know it. I, I wish I could get inside these guys' heads and really know where they're at mentally because I think that's what the biggest difference makers. These guys are all good. I assume you're, uh, a big part of your prep for NCAA coverage is is talking to all the girlfriends and figure out where that relationship is. <laughs> hey, how, hey, are, we, uh, are we rock solid, baby? Um, yeah. We got to figure this out. <laughs> that stuff is so important. I mean, yeah. man, yeah, you got to control what's between your ears at this tournament because it's, gosh, it's it's a grind. I mean, this is you know the other, and we've talked about this before. To make this tournament, you got to be really, really good. I think that goes under the radar too sometimes. Like, oh, he's he's you know 
He's not that good. It's like these guys are fantastic. To make this tournament be one of the top 33 guys in the country, it's incredible. I mean, that's that's incredible. Yeah, I, I remember wow. one of the more, you know, it's I it's you know, your first anything it was always eye-opening, right? And um my first NCAAs in 2009 and then, you know, getting to be here, like in these kind of situations, a little closer watching, be like, man, I don't even know, like these, I'm looking at guys that are like, you know, the fringe qualifiers and and you watch them drill. It's like, oh my gosh, to be able to just look that good drilling, to have technique that's that crisp, just in like the practice situation. I'm like, man, it it really is sort of like, it does give you a a different perspective when you're here. Um, JD, 25. You got anyone? We said yeah. quite a few names already. I agree with you about Latona that his seed probably doesn't match his ability, but I, <laughs> I have him losing to Schroeder first round. And then listen to like this backside. He would have to go through according to my bracket. Yeah. Uh, Smith, he'd probably win that one. But then Mastro, Teske, Cardinal, yep. Glory. Like I just don't think he can string together those wins. He could maybe get one or two of those, but. Oh, Gary. The legend. What's up? Shout out Gary Abbott. We're, you're you're live on the air, Gary. Say something to your fans back home. Hi, fans. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you. We'll catch up, man. Thanks What's for going coming. on, JD. Hey, Gary. <laughs> he says, "Hey, the legend, Gary, Gary Abbott." Abbott. He, he's gonna listen to he's gonna listen to one third of the show here. He's not gonna be able to hear uh, Shane and, and JD. And we'll <laughs> see. We'll. Yeah, I'm not even gonna ask him who he would rather hear from because I'm sure I'm probably third on his list. Um. Okay. So another name. To look at at 25 is uh, – well, actually, I have two more. Um, do you have any else you want to give? I think not every bracket is going to be this rich with sleepers, by the way. No. Um, like There's just a huge like tier this. at 125 of, like, all these guys can beat each other. Like, looking at Latona returning All-American, I think he took – what, he take six last year? And he's 29 yeah. seed or whatever, or 19. Like, that's ridiculous. But yeah. one guy – He's actually kind of a high C, but I think he just hasn't had a lot of eyes on him this year. Brandon Kaler, uh, he's tough, and I would not yeah. be surprised if he upset if he pulls off an upset or two from a, over a top eight guy. He had Devin Shorter beat at uh at CKLV, and then he kind of uh, I'm trying to remember. Well, I got to make sure first that he actually did in fact lose that match, but I'm pretty sure he did. I definitely called it. Um, but he he's he's really good on his feet. He can get to his single leg really consistently. Solid finish. I think Schroeder found a way to get on top, and that's where Schroeder's really good. Another couple names. Um, Jacob Camacho out of the fourteen. I actually have him placing. I do not hate his draw. No, I like that one too. I have him beating Prada and then losing the next match to Shane's Shane's buddy Pat Glory. But then this path back, Fabian Gutierrez. Then Jacob Kamat are then against Taylor Lamont. I haven't win that. And then, you know, unpopular opinion to pick this guy to lose on the backside. But then I have Camacho beating Pat McKee in the round of 12. See it for sure. It can be seen. And one other guy I like uh, is Brody Teske. This guy's a hustler. He wrestles Fort Dodge, hard. Stand he, up. He, he, Fort Dodge, 15 seed. Again. Not an amazing draw. Not not nothing to be super excited about because he's going to run into certain round one, which is a tough. There's definitely a losable match, and then Vito is going to send him into the wrestlebacks if he's not if he even gets by him uh, certain. Then his path back, Nodo, he'll have the Nodo uh, Hildebrandt loser in his first wrestleback. That's tough. 
then probably Schroeder or because I have Schroeder losing in round one. Schroeder or Latona mm-hmm. or and Mastro, then, uh, Court, Courtney or Mastro, and then Courtney. Yeah. So that's a tough draw for for Teske. And uh, he's in that same in position as Latona for me, where could definitely win a couple of those, but it's going to be hard to make a deep run with that many tough matches. Yeah, I like I like Latona's draw a little bit better. But but one twenty five is full of of guys that can make a run. That's not even mentioning guys like you mentioned, Kayla. I, I'll mention D'Agostino as someone I think could could do some. I've got D'Agostino taking fifth. I was right there. I actually have him losing in the round of twelve to Drake Ayala, but I also um could, he his he does have a path to fifth. I think Drake Ayala in round twelve is winnable, and then I think he'll have like I think he'll have the Hildebrandt Barnett. Um, winner in the round of 12 after that. Hildebrand is someone we didn't talk about yet. Um, Shane, what are your thoughts on his draw? I just think he's I just think he's poised to come back. I mean, he took fourth fourth last year. And, uh, you know, the re, you know I, I mean, if somebody's got a gun to my head, he, he runs in this uh, Suriano, probably has to do the damage on the backside. And we'll see what he does. Yeah. I mean, I mean if, if you... This, like we've said in, in this, the last five minutes, is we've shown this. You can take 15 guys at this weight class. And if I told you 15 of them, like half this field, if I said, hey, Courtney's an All American, Glory's an All American, you know, Lamont, uh, Ayala, McKee, Latona, Hildebrandt, Barnett, if I, Mastro Giovanni's a seven, Augustino Teske. If I told you Noah Cert was an All American, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, he's, this this bracket is half these guys. I wouldn't be surprised in the least. Yeah, if half these guys made the stand. And then if we move to thirty three, this the the weight it really changes for me the perspective of uh, yeah sleepers. It is it's so different. And um, you know sometimes you it's, sleepers it's sleeper to win it. No, no. Okay. I mean it's just it's kind of like a okay. There's Somebody who has a real good tournament. Just relative to. Sees their expectations. So, like, there's sleepers to like win NCAAs and then there's sleepers to like get on the podium. And, like, okay. So, the barrier for, you know, like a seven seed winning NCAAs, that's like a kind of a sleeper there. But then guys outside the top 10, 12, 20 to place are kind of who really, we're though, at. anytime like a eight, seven seed plus make the finals or win, it's very unpredictable. Like, you're predicting something extremely shocking. Yes, completely. So, like one one thirty three, um, the the highest seed I have placing, man, it's it's eight. I think I have the top eight seeds placing. I literally think those are the eight best guys. Um, Coley Oak, I think Cannon's really good. I think his draws bad. Um, out of the ten, I think he's had someone like Corbin. I think he's had the the Myers DeSanto loser in the round of twelve. I think that's. I have a hard time seeing that. Mickey Philippi, I like him. And I think he's probably the best high seed with a shot to place. And he's a 12. And that's not that high, really. The 12, the 12 seed is supposed to wrestle in the round of 12. They're supposed to wrestle in the All-American round. So um, that's I, – I don't see a lot of guys. The only guys I really see outside of them are like Biscaglia. I, I kind of like I like, I like Biscaglia's draw. I got him losing in the round of 12 with a too. winnable match in Kolioko in the round of 12. Good. It's good. Shout out Alex Clemson. He hooked me up with the tickets here. <laughs> um, he asked how Section 102 is. It looks beautiful. Um, 
Go Terps. Madrigal had some big wins early, right? Like Michigan State Open, right? If I'm going off of memory. Yeah. Madrigal? So Madrigal yeah. beat Burr. Oklahoma Magus came out the gun Foley. hot. Okay, that was the – yeah. So, I mean, he got off to a great start. Maybe he has a, finds a way to have a great finish. Yeah, Madrigal's definitely has the best wins of a low of a bad seed. Twenty three seed, he's the one who at least has shown he can win. Every everyone else or a lot of these guys, it's like it's hypothetical. It's can he? It's like no, he has. Can he do it here? Kind of thing. There's not a lot to suggest that he can do it here based on how his year post MSU Open has gone. But that said, um, everyone's gonna have their eyes on him. He's not gonna be someone you're gonna run to on the front or back side for sure. He is when he's at his best. He is extremely tough to take down. He's really, really – he's skilled. He, he makes he makes life difficult on offensive wrestlers. Out of side, yeah, can pick up a couple I would wins. agree. This is, a, this is a weight class where I, I don't think there's going to be – unlike 125, I think this one's going to be – is going to be much more predictable. Yes. J.D., you got anyone else at 33? Out of he could definitely pick up a couple wins at the 24 seed. I'm with yeah. that. I'm with that. Okay. Let's cruise up to 41. 141. My highest AAs. <laughs> okay. Shane, I bought I bought the dip on the Stevan Michich stock. And now okay. I'm I'm poised to make a, a, a massive profit. I bought mid for Tony match when he almost was eliminated. And now he's a 24. I actually have him placing. Hear me out. Um, so I have him beating Alan Hart round one and then losing to Grant Willis. Then he drops down here, beats Tal Shahar, Quinn Kinner, and then Cole Matthews in the round of 12. Avenging a loss to uh, Matthews. Yes. Avenging that loss. Yep. I got all my stock. I, I got all my Mitrich stock. And I will tell you when these brackets came out, I bought a little bit more like you. Oh did. my gosh. We're yep. in. We're in. It's I I'm don't know buying. if it's like I'm a not Dogecoin or what's up? Lee Roper in the house. Hey, what's up, Lee? Coach Roper's in the mix. Penn State just rolled up. You and I's here. It's fun. I'm I'm trying to stay focused. I think I'm doing <laughs> actually pretty good because Penn State's literally right here. But uh, you know, I'm gonna be cool. I'm gonna be a pros pro and just focus on the show. But yeah, I kinda like I kinda like Mitch's draw. I don't know. Maybe he puts it on for team one hundred. He has not looked there's I'll say this. There's really nothing to suggest this is possible based on this year. If you just took this year, and if if Stefan Michis was a redshirt freshman for you know you know Ohio University, we would not be saying his name at all. If we just watched all the matches, we'd be like not happening. But so we're we're holding on to to the dream. We're holding on to what we've seen him do years ago in folk style, and we're you know predicting he could maybe do it one last time. I, I'm rooting for him, but I just don't see it happening. Not me. I've sold the stock. You sold it. Okay. Well, you you probably lost some money. I still got a shot here. I got a shot to break even. A little profit. Going. One guy I did buy, Dresden Simon. He dipped after needing an at-large, but I got him coming back. Still only making the round of 12, which probably going into conference weekend wouldn't have been um, – a shock yeah. or maybe a, a, where a lot of people would have predicted him. But after not a good conference tournament, I think he bounces back, makes a bit of a run on the backside. Guys, how about here's one. Keyshawn Clark at 15. Had a bad ACCs. 
I don't necessarily love or the other thing too is the health of Ironman. I mean, that's obviously yeah. the, the health of this bottom half in this entire tournament, the health of, of, of bracket is, I, I don't know. I mean, Ironman Rivera, obviously they uh, medically forfeited out, of, forfeited out of big tens. He's Sean Clark. That's a guy he's capable. It's a matter of, I think, how was he off the scale and is he, is he willing to, take a guy down twice and not settle after getting a score. Like I got him losing first round. It's pretty dangerous. I got him losing first round. (laughs) Yeah. Jack pulling off the upset. Yeah, it can happen. Which does not make it easy coming back because that's a lot of matches. And I got him winning a couple on the backside, but falling short of a. I'll be honest. um, I think Keyshawn is a really tough matchup for Jaden because he's not going to mix it up. He's not going to take a bunch of shots he's not gonna go there he's gonna be he's got great positioning he's very fundamental he's he picks his spots on his leg attacks and the leg attacks he takes are high percentage finishes which is what you need against ironman now he's still an underdog but 15s beat twos we've seen it we saw uh ronnie perry all the way to the finals out of the i'm pretty sure the 15 when he beat mm-hmm. Sorensen. we all remember that Sorensen. i mean it happens um and it was not predictable, and but Keyshawn is someone that I, I, I think I wouldn't have said his name, Shane, until you said it, and then I started to really think about it. I think that's a name. How about this, guys? In the history of this tournament, well, actually, I, mean, I, I think I just answered my own question because of the COVID year, it's changed everything. There's a potential second-round matchup, second round with two four-time All-Americans. Is that Chad um, with Rivera and Red? Yeah, I mean that that is insane. Yes, that's not. I mean, man, Chad's Chad's Big Tens just has me all kinds of worried about what what he's gonna be able to do here. Um, I don't. Yeah, no, I'm not that, buying that dip. <laughs> I think the weight it, the weight has always been tough for him, and now we're. You're six making forty. He's always done a good job in March. I mean, you look at his you look at his uh, career. I'm sure the weight's always been an issue, but he always gets it done in March. At but he always tournament. does well. He's always been good. He's always had good Big Tens too, though. And yeah, that's that's the one variable that I think is a little different. Is like his Big Tens hasn't been as wasn't as good. Now, I mean, maybe remember you know three four years ago Big Tens, but I remember. 2019 or 20 and made the final against McKenna one year. Yeah. He's, he's been, he's been good. Been good. So I don't know. I feel like we've seen it turn up in at conferences and we didn't see it last, uh, last weekend in Nebraska. So we'll see though. Um, he's done it. He's done it before. Yeah. Man, this is anyone else before we hit, uh, hit 49. 149. 149, it is the highest seed. Guys, I'm going to throw one name out there, one more name at, at 141. Okay. And, and it won't be easy because he's going to have Nick Lee early. A, a battle of, of uh, Ohio State teammates in mm-hmm. Demilio and Kinner. I watched Kinner wrestle Nick Lee in that duel at Penn State, their final one of the year, I believe it was. And he was able to ride Nick Lee for a while. And I think... Quinn Kinner is a 16. Keep an eye on him. You know, who knows? All these guys can, you know, oh. I can, oh, Quinn Kinner, and he goes 0-2. I mean, I, I don't know. But but I, I like Quinn Kinner a little bit. 
I think that's a great call out. I've I've always liked Kenner. Um, even you know what he did that one year at Ohio State, we wrestled at thirty one and one fifty seven. Yeah. One he won matches that you know I think he ended up qualifying at one fifty seven. That was insane. Um, he he is good on top. He yep, I very, like I, Quinn Kenner is dangerous, and you know me at these tournaments, guys. I'm going to say it a million times. Top wrestling takedowns are big. Finish periods on top. Find a way to get the riding time. This is not the um, when I look at the NCAA championships. This is about as much of a grinder as it gets. This is not a. I don't think there are very few people that win this tournament in a sexy fashion. This is a work. Lunch bucket, hard hat, grind, grit, you know, scratching the chalkboard with fingernails. Like this, this is one of those events. That's why, that's why I love it. I love it. You love fingernails on chalkboard. You've I just love hard wrestling. I mean, yeah. this is, I mean, let's be honest. Freestyle world championships, it's sexy. Like it's, it's slick. I mean, that's, those guys are so slick and it's, oh, this not so much. I mean, this is calluses on the hands. Hard, gritty work. Laying brick. This is we, laying brick. We got to send Shane to Dagestan. <laughs> it's like the the apex or the, the epicenter of freestyle wrestling greatness is not a sexy place. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, it, but it looks sexy on a wrestling mat. Yeah. Hey, they're they're okay. bringing their hard hat and lunch pails, too. Yeah. Uh, they just get tired as all. Okay, let's go to 49. Um, some names. My highest AA is 10 seed Ridge Lovett. Ah, it's kind of, that's very cliche to have Ridge. I think, I mean, Ben has him in the finals. I think that's a little bit, <laughs> it's really tough. I like Ridge a lot, but he, he really doesn't shoot. I think he, I think, listen, top's cute, big and all, but if you can't get on top, what you can't utilize it. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I think most of these guys are silly if they go under him, and a lot of people are just going to go both up against someone like Ridge. Uh, that said, he get, did get third at Big Tens or fourth, I guess he forfeited to uh, Murin. But um, I, I have him placing, but uh, curious who you guys have making a run here at 49. Some names that stick out, Deegan at 23. Uh, yeah. That, that seems low for a guy like Deegan who's All-American before. Abbas 17, at 16. 17 seed. What's that? I think, did you say 23? Oh, yeah, I think he's ranked 23. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, but the 17th seed. Abbas, uh, another guy with the lower seed. He's the 23. Um, and he was an All-American last year, correct, Abbas? Seventh or eighth, I believe? I think you're right. Did he sneak on? It was a sneak, if so. Man, that's it. That's a, that's an no, a, he a took, good first yes, round matchup. Love it, and Abbas? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's a couple here. I mean, Yaya is very obvious. The guy got third last year. I think we're just like everyone knows Yaya. Like he yeah. can do it. He can do it. Uh, J- Jaden is a great one. I, maybe this is just the Ben Askren wearing off, but I, I think Colin Rubito is sort of interesting. Um, I don't have him. I don't have him making a run. But I've got I him beating Yaya. <laughs> yeah, on the backside. Obviously, Bo Bartlett, I have him in the round of 12. Uh, I've been losing to Ridge Lovett in the round of 12, so I didn't go full on Homer. Um, I'm looking at him right now. He's stretching. He looks looks ready to go. Looking limber? Very limber. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I've got Bartlett picking up a couple uh, wins on the backside, but losing to Lovett in the round of 12. Um, but he he's tough, and he wrestles a style that can help or hurt him. And, you know, you wrestle that many one-point matches in a tournament like this, one can come back and bite you. But it it works for a lot of guys, and he's definitely tough. But this is a weight similar to 33, like we were saying, where I've got it going fairly chalk. You know, love it is also my highest AA at the 10 seed. I've got him taking fifth. But in the, besides him, you know, it's Mirin G. Parco filling out yeah. the backside Yanni and Gomez in the finals. Wilson and right. Sasso taking third and fourth. Makes sense. Man, Virginia Tech just walked in. Sam Latona is is probably two inches taller than than Makai Lewis. At least an inch. I'm dead serious. Yeah. They're walking they're walking like literally just behind each other. Latona is legitimately tall. It's so funny. Big guy. Probably explains some of the, the inconsistency we've seen with him this year. Okay. Anyone else at 49? That hit him for me. Sherman at the 32 is the deepest yeah. sleeper of all. The guy was an all American last year. His his nine losses, they're almost they're all like top 10-ish guys. Uh some are outside of that, but they're all he didn't lose to anyone. You're like, he lost to who? Like, and there's some nine seeds in here at a different weight. Not gonna name names. There's some guys who got some seeds with some losses that are audacious. Audacious. Now, I'm not gonna I've already said my piece on it, so I'll move on, but <laughs> yes, Man. I didn't even. Yeah, Sherman at thirty-two. Wow, took seventh last year. You, you just you year. see the eight and nine record, and not even from a Big Ten guy, and you know you kind of dismiss it. But you know what? It bears it bears a, another look here. Let's just let's just pull up Zach Sherman real quick. He lost um, to he Sasso. Love it. Uh-huh. Heil Gomez Milner. Feinsilver, Andonian, Wilson, Wilson. Those are his losses this year. Those are all, Man, those are all good. The worst yeah. one was Feinsilver, <laughs> and it was overtime. Yeah, Feinsilver is good, guys. Yeah, he's not the – I mean, he's not – I think we'd all agree he's not the uh, 32nd best guy in this bracket. No way. Right. I mean, yeah. he, you, you would think he would have to have lost to – and now, to be fair, he's had a lot of opportunities to – for winnable wins, for winnable matches, and he hasn't taken advantage of them. So I'm not saying he even shouldn't be the 32 seed, but he is not. He is, his losses are not bad. No, I, mean, that's unfortunate. A, that's a, I mean, if Yanni's first match, if that's the match, I mean, that's a that's a very uh, formidable opponent in the first round. I mean, they all are, but that's – he's no joke. It, it's unfortunate no that joke. he did get the 32 and not really any other seed besides the 33 because he's going to have to wrestle that pigtail just for the opportunity to wrestle Yanni. To be sent to the backside. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I would. I mean, you, would you guys agree? I mean, there's, there's a one seed. I don't know if anybody's got an opponent. Uh, I mean, that's a that Sherman's good. Like, I yeah. mean, he's good, really yeah, good. Yeah, but we're also talking about Yanni. Like, I, I understand that, but, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm still saying to be a number one seed in, in Sherman's your first round matchup. Like, welcome mm-hmm. to the tournament. Man, yeah, no kidding. Okay, that's 49. We hit as low as the 32 seed. <laughs> don't don't, yeah. don't ever don't ever accuse us of not going in depth here. Okay, fifty-seven. My lowest AA is sixteen seed Brady yeah. Berge. 
And I don't even feel like that one counts. I mean, this is a guy that should be a top 10 seed. He has two wins over the nine at Big Tens. He yeah. looked good. He looks like the Brady Berge of old, which is still – he he's yet to place, but he's good, right? And I have him beating O'Connor in the round of 12, who is probably a name that's going to be on a lot of people's lists. We've talked I just about- don't think he's healthy. I, I, I got to tell you, O'Connor, unless the, the one thing with this tournament that I have learned is when somebody's not healthy, it doesn't magically turn around for him at this tournament 99% of the time. Like, if no. you're not, if you are not right, it's not good. Yep. Uh, you guys got any names here at, at 57? Um, yeah, Bergy is also my lowest A. Uh, what seed is Thomas, Justin Thomas, 13 from Oklahoma? We'll have Scott, second round, but I've got him making a little bit of a run on the backside until he hits Humphreys, who I think is just too good on top. Um, I've got Humphreys taking fifth. but Thomas is tough. You know, you know who, I'm real, who I really like in this bracket? And I'm not talking to be an All-American. I'm talking about a guy that I... I'm really intrigued by this guy to make the final, perhaps. And it won't be easy. Is Frannick from NDSU. Mm. He, him and Deacon, he had Deacon beat last year in the quarters. Had him beat. That's right. Man, I forgot about that. Yeah. Jared Frannick, he's, he is a stud. So his path looks like, Frannick's path looks like Model, O'Connor, Jacory, and then Deacon. Yep. So that that's my guy that like could have an you know it would take an incredible run, but it's just a guy that that he stood out to me last year. Yep. Sorry. One guy Shit. I like who I think could get uh, helped by if Austin O'Connor is not healthy and maybe injury defaults on the backside or whatever. Jake Keating could be poised for an All American run. I think. I don't. I'm not. I don't have it happening, but hate I it. like where he's at. Eating's good. I have him in the round of twelve, losing to Humphreys. Uh, but that's. I've got him losing to Caleb Young in the round of twelve, but that's okay. a winnable match for Keating. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, now I'm gonna be super distracted because I got Kale and Brooks literally right in front of me wrestling. <laughs> okay, lock in, lock in, CP. It's, it's Wednesday struck. before NCAs. Um, but, but to be fair, I think I don't have a lot of other names here at, at, at 57 other than the ones we've said. I mean, I like Kendall Coleman, but he's just not been that guy this year. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's 65 it up. Dijon Casto, he could pull off an upset too. Oh, yeah. Watch out I for like the him. Citadel. Big, big, strong guy. All right. 65. Who are you guys like? I'm looking for my my biggest seed All American. I've got nine nine seed Peyton Hall placing. That's this not, that doesn't that doesn't count. This weight is so deep with top heavy talent, where it's like, are any of these guys really gonna lose? You know. That's that's my thing. That's that's what I'm uh, when I look at this weight. It's like, man. I mean. I mean, this two guy, guys that stand out just from a seed standpoint are Wenzel and Valencia. But, yes. Yeah. But but with that being said, would I pick either to be an All American if my life is on the line? Pro- probably not. You know, it's like yeah, but right. I mean, this this, this was second last year. Yeah, exactly. But this this weight class is 
man. I mean, those top six, seven guys are. I've got Valencia and Wenzel hitting on the backside with the winner wrestling Griffith in the round of 12. So, like, th- this so, weight is just too yeah. too, too deep, really. So, I, so I, have the, I have the same thing, except I had Griffith beating Hamidi. And so it's I have Hamidi beating Wenzel. I mean, that is honestly for for a path for Wenzel as tough as 65 is. I don't think that's the worst one with – you're going, you got a true freshman who has he ever wrestled someone with your skills on top? Probably, probably not. So if you're looking for a, a 10 seed that, that pulls a high upset, maybe it's him over, over Hamity, but at the same time, uh, so Hamity's been, so, I mean, I've been on the, the train for him since November and it's hard to, hard to see it pulling off now, but true freshman, you never know. Yeah. You never know. And Wenzel's done it before. So He's, he has, he has. I think that's kind of it for me for sixty-five. You guys got any other uh, other names? No, th- those were the ones for me. I could see Yant or Weber making the round of twelve. I think uh, Canigliaro is maybe not quite the eight seed. I don't think I don't think he's the eighth best guy. Um, I've got Canigliaro beating Weber on the backside. Winner yeah, was losing to I actually. I do too. Winner losing but, to uh, a mean. Same. You copied me. Big <laughs> copycat. 174. This is another one where it's really tough to find a sleeper that's going to make a deep run because look at these t- the top. You guys, Tarachi, Makai Lewis, Logan Massa, Hayden Hidley, Michael Kemmer. Uh, I think Dustin Plott's a pretty flimsy six seed, uh, honestly. I, I, Labriola's a nine. Nine. There's not a lot of room for any of these guys. Um, the top five are so good. So now we're talking about probably three spots, right? And I feel like Labriola is going to be in one of them. So now there's two spots for Ethan Smith. And, you know, I think he's going to be tough to beat. And then there's Dustin Plot, who's the six. So Chris Foka, someone, he really, he wrestled both Makai Lewis and Car Starachi tough this year. He took Car Starachi down. He won a scramble, but he didn't have a great EIWAs. So I'm not sure. Um, a- any names for you guys? You look at. I... Go ahead, Shane. I'm just. Saying, I mean, 174 is. I mean, this weight class. You got national champs, national finalists. I mean, it just on paper, on paper, this is one of those weight classes where you take the the top five or six guys and you feel really good about. How's it going, Chris? Uh, you know, five or six guys that those are going to be tough outs. Real so, tough outs. Yeah, to, to me, the, the storyline of 174 is Kemmer's help. Yeah. yeah. Didn't look great at Big Tens. Caleb, well, I, I don't know. He looked all right. I mean, beat uh, Smith. He beat Smith. He, he took Ethan Smith down twice. I don't know. Yeah, and then it's busted up his shoulder. I'm saying it looked like he was in a lot of pain, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and with shoulders, with shoulders, like those go easy. You take one shot. Up, Hit that shoulder, it goes back out. He's just another level of tough, Kemmer. I, I think that's part of it. And I, what I would love to know that we'll never get to know is let's let's say that the shoulder doesn't come out against Ethan Smith and, and he just wrestles and wins a regular match and it looks fine, not, nothing to concern. Was he going to wrestle Starachi ever? Or, or was the plan always to make the semis and, and default out? I think, I think there's a possibility that's the case. Like what Cassiope did. I mean... 
Who knows? Yeah. But like a shoulders, so, will it, it's going to affect how he wrestles, I think. I don't think he's going to be able to shoot as much as he normally does with fear of... Well, the big thing with him has been the re-injury. riding. Right? I mean, he's been able to get takedowns even with his shoulder. It's the riding. Yeah, he can't he hold him ride guys. Nope. Need to do that. Can't rule him out. He's a monster. Uh, any other any na- other names for you guys you want to throw out? Nine House at the 25 seed. I don't think he does anything. He's got O'Malley first round, but he's a guy obviously beat Labriola. He's shown he's capable of pulling off an upset. So he's a guy who you maybe circle as definitely a guy to watch every match. But I, like I said, I don't see it happening, but but maybe. Wouldn't shock you though, right? Yeah. I mean, if yeah, he, he wouldn't be. Sh- I mean, he's, he's got some big wins. So just consistency with him. We're going to 84 now. I think Kate De- I think Kate DeVos, actually, last thing, Kate DeVos at the 12 and Matt Feinsilver at the 13 are also pretty good. Okay. As we head to 84, my highest seed uh, placing, not very, I don't have that many low seats. I do have my round of 12. I have 14 seed Gavin Kane losing to Coleman. I have number 13 Kyle Cochran losing to Caleb Romero. I have number 17 Jeremiah Kent. Losing to Trey Munoz. So those would be mine. Uh, I don't have really any breakthrough guys getting into the semis because look at these four, these big four. Amin, Brooks, Heidley, Kekheisen. I think that is – I wonder – I've only thought about this question just right now, but I wonder what the most, like, locked-in semis are at this tournament. Which are the ones you say, write it down. I feel the most confident this one. Because at 84 – It's 84. I think it's 84. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's 65, as, maybe two. I don't feel that way. I think Hamity Griffith is absolutely. Yeah. Up in the oh, I forgot. I, think, that, I forgot. That's uh that's the quarter. Yup. Yup. Yeah, 84 so. is that that's, I, I would agree. Cause 41, I could see the three, but even, but Rivera and Ironman's health are a total question right now. 125. Yep. I can see the three. But I don't know about the four or five uh, quarter of chaos. So I think it is this one. I think you you say, hey, these top four, we'll see a we'll see a um, Friday night for sure. This way, whoever loses um, or whoever when the Cochran Poznanski first round match could be telling they're probably going to lose to Cat guys in the next one. But either of those guys definitely could make a run on the backside. It'd be great to see Maryland get somebody on the stand, and Cochran is is. He's good enough, for 100%, sure. Hundred percent. Cochran can can get on. Hey, he's someone. He's got the top game. Ride. Yeah, he <laughs> can ride, Shane. Yep, I probably like him. I like him a lot. He's had a really good year. Pause at the twenty. Something's up with him. What was Pause last year? Fourth. Fourth. Mm-hmm. I, he's hard. Started fourth at the national. He tournament. also he didn't have a great regular season last year, and then got hot. Well, he got five ma- I think what they have yeah. five matches. Five, I mean, yeah, yeah. Right? he hardly had a regular season. Yeah, L- listen, if you took uh, the the same number, he won his first like thirteen matches this year, and so really he was off to a, a equivalent start to his year that he had last year. But then just like he's hit the meat of the Big Ten schedule, and just basically every match he faced a really tough guy. He, I don't think he was able to win it. Hit it. Just, didn't have that same thing. I, I got it. I don't know anything, but I do think there's probably an injury, so something going on outside of the that's, that's hindering him a little bit. 
I would say this, guys, at this weight class, the, the top four seem to be, you know, pretty pretty good favorites. But who? But but five through eight, oh, I yes. think. I, I think that's it's up for wild. grabs. Up for grabs. Truax just lost to Munoz. Munoz, I think, is is good. But I mean, Munoz is a is a he's a flimsy six in in my mind too. Like he could he could do it, but he could if he was in the round of twelve. Who's okay? Here's another way to kind of answer the question. It's like, okay, we would be surprised if, if Munoz plays. But if, if if you told me right now, yeah, Munoz lost in the round of 12, who's going to be like, oh, wow, Trey Munoz really underperformed? No one's really going to think that, I don't think. No one's going to be like, oh, he blew it. He was such a clear guy to place. No, no one's going to think he wrestled bad if he loses in the round of 12. So Listen, I think that's another way to look at it. Look at this. Uh, Tate Samuelson, currently ranked number 21. If you said Tate Samuelson beat Trey Munoz, very, very like that. You're like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Like all those guys. Spain and me regularly talked about it throughout this season, how annoying this weight was to rank because they constantly just beat each other. Like yep. eight through seven through like 24 at this weight. It was just a constant ranker's delight. Of yeah. Lower guys beating, uh, Higher guys. Zach Bronigle is a guy who got super hot at Big Tens on the backside. I don't know if he can keep that rolling at NCAs, but somebody keep on. I mean, he beat Romero. <laughs> yes, exactly. Caleb, Caleb Romero, he's another one of those guys looking at You know, he's very good, but he's got to find a way to get on the stand and, and get the job done. Yep. Yeah. I do it, like his, his path. Washington. I don't know if I like it or dislike it. Probably. Washington, then probably Vens into the quarters. It's not bad. Agreed. Okay. Anyone else at 80? I mean, Hunter Bowen's a 15. Yeah. <laughs> He's not been uh, the same this 10, year. You know, you know what, what version of Taylor Vens will show up, right? I mean, he. Yeah. Knows. Okay. 97. There's bracket a of chaos. Here. Bracket of chaos. This is a bracket. Who, who doesn't? The easier way with 97 is to say who doesn't have a chance. Okay, you, get, you I'll let you start, Shane. <laughs> yeah, 97 is this weight class is going to be so fun, and especially in the team race. I mean, 197 is going to be crazy. Yep. So I've got my highest seed. Oh my gosh, I have a I have 15 seed Alec Trump, Isaac Trumbull being Nino. I have 12 seed Tanner Sloan beating 8 seed Lou Dupre. I have 10 seed Vesita beating 13 seed Woodley. These are all round of 12 matches. And I have Warner beating 17 seed Aiello in the round of 12. And the, and the, the round before is crazy too. I have Trumbull versus Elam in the round before the round of 12. I have Man. Sloan versus Bolsek, 12 versus 14, Woodley versus Hoffman. I mean, there, there, it really is a uh, who is not going to make that category right i, I mean, like that first round match amos and bastida yes yes 100 100 um yeah i'm, I'm with you and 197 sure. oh this this way it's crazy i mean you know what braxton who knows i mean probably not this year but braxton's really tough luke stout that's a that's a that guy's good luke stout's good he's gonna have his day Cordell, I've always liked uh, a lot. Really tough guy, good in the reattack game. I really like Trumbull's game, though. I think Trumbull's really super. 
MWC, baby. Um, Tyler, if you can pull up that article I sent you. Kyle Klingman wrote the preview for this weight on our website, and the format we used was favorite, favorites, contenders, and then sleepers and landmines for all the weights. And look what Klingman put. Favorites, he just wrote none. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then contenders, he put 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 guys. And then yeah. <laughs> for the sleepers and landmines, he just wrote the entire bracket. This, this is one of those weight classes. I mean, you, you figure one of those top five guys will be there, right? I mean, one of those, one of those guys will figure out a way to get there. But then it, 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 there's a chance as, as good as this weight is up top. This is another one of those. This is a weight that you could get a guy in the finals that's a, you know, pretty hot double-digit seed too. For sure. Yes. All I right. Mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Younger Bastida to me is, I mean, that, I that match, he'd get who Buchanan in the quarters, would that be? So, um, yeah, I have him making the quarters. I haven't beaten, I mean, listen to his path. He's got to beat Braxton Amos round one, then Rocky Elam for the third time. He has to be him for the third time this year. That's hard to do. Those and have then, been very uh, close, too. Very close. And then got a lot of help Buchanan. with the stall calls. Yeah, I don't did. like I mean, the, match the up second with round matches on Thursday night at 197 are off the charts i mean you'll have yeah geez thursday night norfleet and dean perhaps dean i mean Ayala Virginia is really good i mean that's dean made second round that's that's crazy to me Dean beat him like 10 nothing i think at uh okay this, yeah. this year he got on top and turned him yeah yeah that will be allowed this weekend in detroit i've already consulted the officials so that's on the that's on the table Okay, heavyweight, big boys, heavy Chevys. Another deep, deep weight with solid guys, one through six. Oh, you already know who I got on the podium. GTG, Gas Tank Gary, out of the 11. Let's go. How about, how about this? Listen, I'm never going to stop bringing it up because it just makes me mad. They, they got rid of the legend. They kicked him out of the, the Cavelli Center. The center. He built it. He made it. Gary. No, there was no athlete. There are more. Cavelli was more excited to get behind. And they shipped him off to bring in Orndorff, who now here, look how it comes around. Orndorff seated worse than Gas Tank Gary. You had the guy. But, but Orndorff was an All-American last year. Yeah. Was, but, he, was he eighth? Yeah, yeah. He was eighth. Yes. Well, you didn't, you know, Gary, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, I have 11 seed gas tank Gary on the podium. He, he could. So, I've got him uh, falling to Jordan Wood in the second round. And then on the back side, uh, I do have Tyree Houghton beat him, but winnable match. And then Cerber, I've got that. That's a, that's a winnable match. Yeah. And I then think Davison. I think around the 12. I haven't beat I haven't beaten Davison in the round of twelve. I've got Davison beating be Cerber in the round of twelve, but that if you're looking for a path to all American at heavyweight, that's the one right there, which is why Luke Cerber is kind of my sleeper pick. He had a really okay. good big twelves. He avenged some losses from earlier in the year, made the finals, so I think he's peaking at the right time. And I've Guys, this is really simple for me at heavyweight. I I hate to play Big Ten Homer here, but I'm going to. 
the Big Ten schedule at heavyweight, there's nothing like it. Like, and it's going to show itself this weekend. We're, we're going to see why heavyweight in the Big I mean, that, that like, I just, I could see and how many guys from the Big Ten could be on the stand. I, I mean, six or seven. So I'm looking at mine. Obviously, I I've got Gable. the Big Four going one through four from the Big Ten. I have, I have Paris making the finals. You can all fight me. Um, now I've got Cassiopeia over Schultz, so that's three. And then I've got um, – I only have four from the Big Ten placing, actually. I'll take the I'll, I'll take the over on that one. I've got five because oh. I got Davison sneaking in at eighth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see that. I've been losing in round 12, and that would get me to five. So, And I definitely pick a little with my heart with GTG. I mean, I'll tell you what I'd love to see. I'd love to see Hendrickson uh, of the Air Force Academy get on the stand. I think he's been a great story. Love Sam Barber. Sam is awesome. I'd love to see him find a way to get on. That'd be great. I think it'd be really good. I, got I think he fit. does. Um, he's a savage. Yeah. yeah. I've got Schultz beating him for fifth. I think Schultz is just a little too big, um, a little too sound positionally. Uh, Hendrickson going to take a couple of Aaron shots, get smushed. <laughs> smushed, there it is. Okay, let's go to some questions, and then um, we'll get out here. Kind of a shorter yeah, show, intense show. What would you say? Not a ton, that's okay. Um, got a couple minutes. No man wants to know, is the arena more Motor City or Rock City? It's Rock City. It's Rock City, baby. <laughs> yeah, yep. There's, there's literally no motors in here. What's your oh, opinion on Kiss, Shane? Oh, on, on the band Kiss? Yes. Yeah, not a, not a, not a real fan. Real terrible band, honestly. Just a bad Although, band. Although, I'll give you this. Last Saturday night, I went to uh, uh, Journey and oh, Toto Open. <laughs> Toto Open for Journey, and Toto was fantastic. I mean, Toto was off the charts. They were, they were awesome. Uh, they didn't sing Pamela, which was a little disappointing, but my. My thought there was Pamela's the ex-girlfriend of one of the people in the band who's now married and the, the wife doesn't want to hear it anymore. That's my guess. Uh, okay. But uh, you know Toto, if you ever get a chance to see Toto, do it. They were awesome. And Journey was great. I've been to Journey, I think, three times. And for the first time ever, they, they played Only the Young, which made my night. My That's favorite song. Journey song, you never play it. Only the Young off the Vision Quest soundtrack. It was great. I don't even know if I know that song. I'll, I'll oh, you know it, Christian. Sure. When I see you at the arena today, I'll pull up on the phone. You'll know right away. You'll know like, right. No, away. you're gonna sing it. You're gonna sing it. Oh, I can't, that I won't. I won't pain you with that. But it's a great <laughs> song. Oh, okay. Um, how many illegal but not dangerous cutbacks from rear standing will decide a match <laughs> that will make Ben lose his mind? I, I, yeah, that's that's my least probably the least favorite part of the show has been him screaming that it's not dangerous. It's like, oh my gosh, we know Ben. <laughs> Still, these guys need to not do it. I hope no one does these dumb illegal cutbacks. They're so stupid. Um, and the fact that there was a point for them, I don't know. How many first round pins will there be? I, I almost went back and looked up how many there were traditionally. I was like, but that'll take a while. So I don't know. Um, I think the pins several. Are a little, yeah, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say six. I don't know. Probably not a ton. Um, oh my gosh. So last one from Vince Santisivan. Uh, he said, what are the odds that Dayton Fix makes a final, goes into OT and loses for the third time? 
that would be heartbreaking. Gosh, I, I need to not see that happen. I mean, I love, I like Roman Bobby Young a lot. Um, he's a good dude, but I really want to see Dayton uh, get it done. But Roman's not going to be there to be sentimental about someone. And, and then the question that. becomes, not not to put the cart before the horse, but is does Roman Bravo Young come back? I know he said like he doesn't plan on it, but that can change. I mean, Dayton fixes. He's backed that horse up a little bit. He'll be back. I, I yeah, said it, I think the, he'll be back too. The, and I want to say, the day he said I'm not coming back, I said I don't think so. I think he will be back. Yeah. So I think I'm, he'll be back. I'm staying on that train until. Uh, I I think I think a lot of these guys are are coming back. Yeah. Me too. Me too, especially the Penn State crew. Uh, okay, well let's 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 beat it. Um, JD, you've got a plane to catch. Um, Shane, yes, you gotta get on over yeah, here. We'll see you soon. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys, so much yeah. for tuning in. Tomorrow it all. Safe travels, JD. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. See ya. <laughs>